In three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of What the Bleep Are They Talking About? The podcast where we help you understand what everyone is talking about in the news today. I'm Jack. I'm Jennifer. And before we get started, make sure you share this content with everybody. And make sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on all of the social media. And remember, guys, only follow us on our content or we get really sad. But seriously, make sure you get content from all over the place because we don't want you being left in the dark like some people in the world today. Absolutely. And Jennifer, if anything of, of is of bigger consequence to talk about, it's this article from the Daily Mail, which is giving us new data on gun violence yes. in the United States. We took some heat for this one, didn't we? Over I don't think we Instagram. took heat. I think it was... Uh, we posted it. I did realize that posting this data would be controversial to certain politically leaning individuals, but whatever. Maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong, but if anything, it's more data, because if there's one thing to be said about any political topic, unfortunately, there's a very small amount of data to go off of. <laughs> so and people more- aren't usually aware of it when it exists either. Yeah, and more data is always good, but it's just so funny when people are like, oh, well, what are you posting this for? For information. Right. It's, it's good information. And I don't even think I attributed any conversation. I think I was just posting the straight-up article, mm-hmm. which is so odd that people uh, refer to me as a tyrant, <laughs> which was odd, considering I think we have multiple segments talking about why concealed carry permits are seemingly unnecessary mm-hmm. or why we support guns and having yeah. guns and that we own guns and it just shows you that people want to uh, comment and get their comments out yes it's not really about the content it's about making noise making noise getting an attention and being yes. seen but anyway from the daily mail more americans are now killed by guns than by car crashes as shootings become country's leading cause of death by trauma for the first time. And I think that the Daily Mail is purposely, or at least uh, not the Daily Mail, but the people running uh, this uh, research Mm -hmm. assignment, I think they're purposely looking at car crashes because when it comes to the Republican side of the aisle and someone on the left or the middle or whatever, someone who is pro-gun regulation brings up gun violence well the right comes out and says well car crashes kill more americans than guns so why don't we ban cars so i think that's purposely why they looked at cars in the study because mm-hmm. because now we're showing the the opposite now guns are killing more people than than cars which doesn't mean anything either no right and well and it doesn't mean what the headline makes you think it means mm-hmm. Because what does it make you think it means? Well, I mean, if I read this, it's like it. I would think m- killed by guns, meaning murder, violent crime, things like that. I'm I'm not going to assume it means. I, my mind isn't going to automatically go to, you know, people harming themselves. I think if you're on the right and you're reading this, you're thinking that, oh my gosh. This headline is telling everyone that guns are dangerous, regardless of who has them. Or, or for some reason, uh, legal gun owners are going out and murdering people. Yeah, that's not what yeah. the headline... I think that's maybe what the headline is trying to get people to think. I, I don't think, think that's... the headline is just trying to make you think something it's radical. trying to make you read it. Well, yes. But it's also it's trying to make you think something radical when it's just data. Yeah. And, and, and as we see later in the data... Most of those are from people 
harming themselves or using the guns on themselves. Right. So from the Daily Mail, gunshots are now the leading cause of death by trauma in the U.S. and have overtaken car crashes for the first time in history, which is pretty good news if you're an automobile driver. Yes. It means that your car is getting safer, your seatbelts are working, your airbags are deploying. Because we, let's be real, we know people are not driving slower. I almost died yesterday from the person trying to back out into me. It was so a lack of awareness. It was terrible. Clearly, they did not have a backup They were camera. polishing their gun. Probably, yes. I don't know what they were doing, but... Uh, surgeons at Westchester Medical Center in New York uh, released research suggesting that more than 1.4 million years of potential life are lost every year to gun violence. Well, that's just... That's a weird statistic. Well, that's just trying to blow it yeah. into something that it's not. A weird statistic. I've wasted probably 1.4 million years of my life playing video games or something <laughs> like that. People collectively have probably wasted more than that playing video games. Uh, car crashes were the greatest cause of death until deaths from guns skyrocketed between 2009 and 2018. Uh, however, car crashes also were on the decline, too. So it's not like it overtook car crashes yeah, because car crashes They were, went down. Right. Gun violence or deaths related to guns may have slightly gone up. But. So what this means is clearly more people were riding guns to work than they were riding cars to work or driving cars to work. Clearly, yes. Jokes, of course. Of course. Terrible jokes. That's what we have here on this podcast. <laughs> That's all we have here on this podcast. Uh, the report published in Medical Journal Trauma Surgery and Acute Care Open found that gun deaths rose an average of 72% or 0.72% every year culminating in a total of 38,929 deaths in 2018. And there you can see the chart. Car crashes go down. Gun deaths go up. Conversely, road accidents fell by 0.07% each year that decade. Suicides using guns rose from 18,735 in 2009 to an astonishing, it even uses the word astonishing, 24,432 in 2018, while gun murders rose from 11,493 to 13,958. And I ran the numbers, I'm pretty sure it's like 63% of these deaths by guns came from suicides, which mm -hmm. is not... It's not good by any means. No, but it's not... The narrative they would want you to think. It's not the narrative that people are on social media are yelling about when exactly. this article gets posted. Exactly. Uh, the eye-opening study found suicide of white men accounted for 49% of the total gun deaths and murders of black men made up 18%, according to the report seen by the Times. It comes just seven months after the U.S. recorded one shooting every 12 minutes in the week of July 17th last year. And again, when you're equating something into mm -hmm. the number of minutes, it's usually just to blow it out of proportion. Yes. Uh, data from the nonprofit Gun Violence Archive reveals that 1,000 Americans were wounded or killed in shootings in the seven days between Saturday, July 17th, and Friday, July 23rd. Gun violence rocked almost every state that week with at least one gun-related incident recorded in 47 states in the District of Columbia. You know what the best comment I got was? Fake news. <laughs> Lies. Lies. Yeah, yes. I don't know how that's... See, there's two arguments at play here. 
one, if you're in the middle or on the Republican side of the aisle, I suppose, you're, you've been screaming that crime has been on the rise over the last two years, disproportionately so. Yes. The worst gun or the worst crime we've ever seen. I think New York had an increase in homicides by like 400%. So I don't know how it's a lie that murders have increased. have increased when at the same time, like, you agree on this point. You, you, you agreed when it fit your narrative. Right. But now that it, I mean, it, this isn't even fitting a narrative. This is just data. They just, do people just not like data anymore? I think they're scared. They're yeah. scared that it could support the other side, I suppose. Yeah, the cognitive dissonance is real. They just reject anything that might make them have to change their mind. Both sides, not even saying one side or the other. Both sides do it. Everyone does it. it, it it's funny because everything in this article could support... Either side. I would say it majorly supports the other side, the right side. Hmm. Because if the argument has been... Like, usually if you're reporting gun crimes, you see on the left, they ignore the suicide rates. Yeah. Because they're pushing for gun restrictions. And then the right says, well... Most of those are suicides. That's true. And this one very clearly points out. 61%. If anything, this article is talking about or, 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 or should identify a need for mental health mm -hmm. I don't know, programs and, and, and more counseling and, and mm -hmm. more awareness in schools, universities, workplace, mental health awareness, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Even though those workplace mental health things do absolutely nothing, I don't think. Can you get mental health services on insurance? Mm, Isn't yeah. that something that's it, tricky? It's hard, yeah. It depends on your plan. It depends on the provider. It depends on your area. It depends. Your copay is probably going to be astronomical. So and it's hard. I would say that's something that we should focus on. Like, if I think both sides could focus on that aspect. I think everyone uses that as the scapegoat to not actually do anything about mental health. They're like, oh, well, you know, all the gun violence from mental health. Oh, the, the kid who went to his school with a gun just needed more mental health. And then all the people dying from suicide, they just needed more mental health. And then everyone goes, but you know what? The guns are the problem. And I'm not saying that to agree with any narrative here. I'm just saying everyone wants to point out the problem, but then they don't want to do any of the work to fix the actual right. problem. Because like, mm -hmm. legislation and funding and activism for mental health is hard, and it doesn't get as much recognition as legislation against guns and more restrictions and things like that. No, you're right, because there's a lot in between... A to Z, right? Z being the death by yes. whatever weapon or whatever means of, of death. There's a lot in the middle. Like, just because you have a gun or you went out and bought a gun wasn't the reason you committed suicide. It was everything leading up to that. Yeah. So. I mean, the moment you made the decision to buy the weapon or the medication or whatever you used is, is kind of the moment you decided to do it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't because you got it. It was because you committed to it, I suppose. Yeah. But like I said, I think both sides use the argument of mental health 
but then they don't actually do anything about the mental health. Oh, no. So. And it's so weird. And we live in a state that is, or I guess, um, a nation that has, for the last several years anyway, had a campaign uh, to make mental health, what's it, to destigmatize mm-hmm. mental health, yet. Which is not all medical marijuana and kumbaya. I don't know what you mean. I feel like that's been the the biggest push towards mental health and and easing that. I but oh, like having access to mm, marijuana. Yeah, to ease anxiety yeah. I feel like that's like been that. a huge like the biggest push in our mental health system right now, hmm. which is great if if that finds you you know relief. But anyway, sorry, you were No, I was I was just saying it's it's just weird that we live in a nation where we've been pushing that yet. It's just something we say. Like, have we really destigmatized mental health if no one wants to talk about it as a reason for a negative outcome? Well, and that's the thing. That's why I mentioned, like, the, the work programs. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll use me as an example. We have a girl who comes around and she's like, oh, I'm the, I'm the counselor for the employees. If you ever want to talk. It, and I know she says it doesn't go, like, in, nothing I say would go to my employer. But, like... Also, if my employer comes to me and it's like, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, terrible. I'm having an awful day. I'm mm-hmm. breaking down. Like, I need a break or a rest. The next words are, can you work Monday on your day off? Mm-hmm. I'll give you overtime. So, like, we want to be like, oh, you can talk to this person or you can use this app if you're feeling stressed. But then also we're going to work you to the bone and not actually provide you any support. And then we're going to be like, well, why are you breaking down? Why are you crying at work? Why are you doing this? And then it's going to look, yeah, it's going to make you look weak if you're getting overwhelmed and you're... And that's a cultural holding problem. holding your cool. Yeah, that's absolutely a cultural problem. Right. I mean, I think in Europe, I, I, I know for some reason we always have to bring up Europe as being <laughs> better than us or something like that. But anyway, they have more leisure time. Yeah. Right. And it's, from, from what I hear, it's less work, work, work. And it's more leisure, work, leisure. Mm-hmm. Right. But here we have, feel as though we can't take time off. Yeah. And we can't ask for help because we'll be seen as weak or lazy or we might not make it mm-hmm. or we're not able to do our jobs and there's a concern of losing our jobs or something like that mm-hmm. or you'll just be seen i mean my biggest fear isn't like oh i'll be fired or oh i won't be able to move up it's literally just oh well you can't handle the job right you're incompetent you're stupid yeah you don't I, know how to do it exactly right. so it's like if i give into it and i say hey i need help i'm gonna be seen as not able to do my job. And if I don't ask for help, I am going to be incompetent and not able to do my job because I'm going to be so stressed out and anxious. So it is a lose-lose situation. It it absolutely is. But, hey, the employer feels good because at least they're providing you the tools for you to do all the work. We have this for you. You Mm -hmm. can talk to anybody. Exactly. Mm -hmm. There's an app. There's, like, she's a very nice girl. But Mm -hmm. what am I going to what am I going to say? Yes, let's go in the conference room and talk about why my job sucks. Would you say that the, the most alleviating factor about your job would not be having mental health services on site, but rather having adequate staffing? Adequate staffing, um, assistance in complex situations, 
when I need them in a timely manner. Yeah, all all those sorts of things that should be provided anyway, but. Yeah, we're spending all this money on apps. On apps. And and other professionals who we bring in to be the, I mean, not not to, not to. No, no. You know. But we're just giving them a job. Right. But we're just, we're hiring other people to solve this problem rather than hiring another case manager. Yeah. In your instance, or another nurse, or another doctor, or Or whatever. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. And they're probably making more, to be honest with you, because it's a specialized position. There's only one of them. Probably in the entire hospital. Yeah. Also, more money never hurt anybody. So. See, that I don't know if that would actually... Well, I, I do know that there, there's actually... We read a study, actually. I, I, I'm wrong. We actually... I'm pretty sure we read an article that talked about if you are uh, of the lower income status, more money would actually alleviate a lot yeah. of your stressors in life. I yeah. mean, obviously, it goes to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm. right? Food, water, shelter, being on the bottom. But money is obviously equal to food, water, and shelter because yeah. you use it to buy those things. It's just a placeholder for those items. But no, to I, I think I see your point. Like me, more money probably wouldn't actually alleviate much of my work stress. Right, because right because, because you're already there. I'm already there. I'm still dealing with the things. You know, they give me a raise pretty much annually, mm-hmm. and my job still is crazy. And. Mm. As jobs go, it's a very good job. Right. And in the field of social work, it's the best you can get. It's mm. the highest paid. It's, I mean, it's the best you can get. And it still has its own problems, and it's still difficult and stressful. And, yeah, but, but no, more money probably, I mean, again. More money. I'd love to have right. more money. But it would not alleviate the stressors that I feel at work in the moment. It alleviates other stressors, outside stressors, like food, water, shelter, mm. whatever. Because, I mean, I can work overtime at any mm-hmm. point and get more money, but I'm still stressed out and working too much. Well, I mean, let's be real. Any any business leader of a corporation, they get paid, you know, I don't know. Millions. A thousand times more than you do. Oh, yeah. But they probably have more stress than you do. That's true. Because they're running a much larger company. They have to work with other people. They have to, you know, mergers and whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, sure, but they get to live comfortably. But their stress is still high, regardless of how much yeah. they're making. Now, they have probably a little less personal stress because, of course, they have a nice house, they have a car, they have their food, like all their bills are paid. But do they even the have time to enjoy get, it? Probably well. not. So, right. Because, again, there's that stigma and the, the push, at least in our culture, to work, 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 go, 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 always on call, always. If you're at the top, like, you're always available, you're always... That is no way to live. I bet most of those items that they buy are all for business purposes, to keep up looks. Mm-hmm. And so if someone comes over and you're trying to make a business deal, well, let me take you out in my Maserati. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but I know it's an expensive car. It's actually a really not pretty a car, car. Huh? It's actually a really pretty car. Oh, okay. I've, I've seen them there. But like you take uh, your friends on the, the yacht or your, mm-hmm. your business associates on your yeah. plane, you know. Sure, it's fun to have those things, but I'm sure a lot of them are just for business-related reasons. Mm-hmm. We digressed a tad. Just a bit. But anyway, let us know in the comment section down below. I don't know. What do you think we should ask them? Um, are do you, you consider... What data are you opposed to? Do you not like data? Do you like data? Isn't data a good thing? We all know data bores me, but it is important. So too many numbers make me like antsy. And it's not like this data actually 
doesn't prove direct anything. anything. It doesn't prove anything. No, it doesn't prove anything at all. And I think the best comment I got was, I'm a tyrant. Yes, you're a tyrant. I liked the one that was just, what are you saying here? I wasn't saying anything. I posted the Data. article. You posted the article. You posted a quote from the article, and that was it. Like, that was what you were saying. It's like, and oh, look at this. That was my favorite one. I was like, oh, that's hysterical. Like, nothing, bro. Like, that's the thing about Data. You can sway it to mean whatever you want it to mean. I think that's, like, that's the important takeaway here is that just because you see someone posting something mm-hmm. that may not agree, you know, that you may perceive as not agreeing with a lot of the things you agree with, like, like look deeper into it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we say, we've brought up the topic of, 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 of wanting every policy decision made to be measurable in mm-hmm. some capacity so that you can deduce whether or not it's beneficial or not. But will that actually persuade voters in any direct because we are so ingrained no. with if you're in a tribe if you're in the tribe whether you're on the left or right or even in the middle right there's mm-hmm. some libertarians in a tribe too everyone's in a tribe right is that persuading anyone when you're in that tribe you're just going to see it and you're like ah oh, it's fake or mm-hmm. that 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 proves everything yeah i think and i don't know if it's something that it's just recent or if we've always done this I, a I lot know. of people would blame donald trump for it and his whole fake news thing but i really think we were headed in this direction anyway mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't matter what is said and what data because everybody could be corrupt and everybody could be mm-hmm. faking it everybody could be spewing it just to right. to fit their narrative so i don't know how we get back from this it's like the whole thing with like the police body cams like mm-hmm. back in the day they said well every cop should wear a police body cam because that will prove everything yeah. and then well now we have them but we're still conflicted when things happen like it's it's on camera we i think we trust like in football and you're not a sports guy but in football we trust like the camera and the referee making the judgment more than we trust a police body camera and the court system but do people really trust the referee well no again because if the call was not what you wanted it to be Mm -hmm. you're gonna be like oh bad call ref i think it just comes down to whether you if you're not saying Uh, i think it just comes down to what kind of person are you Mm -hmm. are you someone that's emotionally driven because if you're emotionally driven, you you're, are not going to care what the study says, yeah. what the video shows, what the referee says. No data is ever going to. No data is ever going to persuade you either way. Mm-hmm. I think that's the problem. We're too emotional. That too. is what we've come to. Oh, you're gosh. too emotional. We need to get rid of the therapists in the workplace because they're making us talk about our feelings. No, no, no. We okay. can still talk about our feelings. Just don't present that as the end-all be-all. No crying. You cannot cry. That shows weakness. No <laughs> don't emotions. Present, don't present your mental health app as the end-all be-all <laughs> and trust your, I don't know, local cop as much as you trust your referee. Anyway, and let us know in the comment section down below. Are you emotional? Do you cry? Or are you strong? And you hold it in deep down inside and, and and wait for it to bubble up and burst. And then you need to download the app or whatever. I cry with every emotion, though. So it really, it's it's bad. I never cry. Once a year. <laughs> once I, I will a do year. once a year. It's like, a, it's like an oil change. <laughs> you know, you got to make sure the tear ducts are still working. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> get backed up, right? If, if, well, if they get backed up, you know, that's a problem. It's a medical problem. Uh-huh. And then you're in the hospital and you're talking to the case manager and she's stressed she's out. She's stressed out. She's crying. And she's you're always not on her crying. phone with an app and the, mm-hmm. oh God, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, 
follow us, subscribe, share this content, and we will see you in the next one.